I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to figure out the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This episode is one number 178. 178. Yeah. If you want to listen to any of our other 177 episodes, asterisk, quotation mark, umlaut. Umlaut. Sure. Dot, dot. Wherever Uh, you get your audio content. We're there. You can find the Geek Down Podcast. Hit subscribe, follow. Thumbs yeah. up, whatever like, you like. Star. <laughs> like, star, review, subscribe. Yeah. And then, you know what happens, Kate? What happens? He, 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 hasn't, been getting, he hasn't been getting as much shine as he has in the past. Yeah, so I think we need to, I think he we texted need to me about it. <laughs> I think we need to double down and really celebrate our mans. Chance Frostalicus Third, right in the back of a rainbow-made alicorn named Philip, ready to drop those episodes of Geek Down directly into your ear hole. But nicely. But nicely. Like Santa. Delicately. Listen, the winter months are coming. It's true. You want to stay warm. Yeah, you do. Just, what do you curl up with the Geek Down podcast? It's comf as hell. Comf as hell. If you want to let us know all the ways you celebrate comfiness with the Geek Down podcast, a few ways you can do that. You can hit up any of our socials. Primarily Twitter. Hit up off Twitter. I mean, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Mm. Socials in general, I don't know about you. It's not really a huge part of my life anymore. It's flagging. It is. I am not. But I mean, just for me as a person. I don't mean like, you know, interaction with the listener base or anything. No, but just like, no. I don't really. Yeah. I might go, like, Facebook is non-existent. I go to Facebook once a day, maybe, to check, like, the notifications on perfume fans. I mean, I use, uh, I use Facebook. Uh, we're going to talk to we're, you. You I know mean. what? We're, we're going to talk about this. I actually have this on the list. Y'all, she's got such a beefy list here today. I do. And it's one of those lists where I've like just added things to the side and I didn't e- asterisks. I didn't even bother looking for anything because I've been, I've been hurt so many times looking for news <laughs> out on these sites. Yeah. And nothing ever happened. So I was like, you know what? I'll just let Kate handle the news. But she has handled, I have handled the, news, the news, y'all. If you want to commend and reward Caitlin's dedication to news financially... You can do that two ways, patreon.com slash geekdownpod, or, 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 buy us a coffee, or a tea, or a tea, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod, three bucks, one, two, five, however many times you want. Yeah. And I will get a coffee, not with unsweetened coconut milk. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad move. How do y'all do this? I bought the wrong stuff, and I'm so just yeah <laughs> done with life right now, because yeah. y'all, it is peak season, it's peak inbound at Major Canadian Retailer. Mm-hmm. You thought I was getting ground into dust before? Whew. He's just he's just a blob now. I am just. He has no bones. You're lucky I'm here. I'm on like four, no, like three and a half hours sleep right now. What? That's all I managed I to. I thought you were sleeping. I tried. I had to watch Superstar. I had to decompress from the day. I watched Superstar and then I went to bed. And I'm sorry I chose to bathe my body before you got here. Sleep is very important. And not smell. Sleep is very important. It is very important. You know what else is important? What's that, Jordan? Giving the listeners a chance to talk back. No, God, please, no, no. Uh, just yeah. leave us alone and just take our takes in your face. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know we say we want you to, to follow up with us and, like, get at us, but this not is, really. This is a one, 
you get a podcast, I'll listen to your takes. <laughs> so uh, we had some reader feedback okay. slash reader correction. Or listener. From from listener. sometime sometimes host. Yeah, right. We have listeners. We don't have readers. Uh, from sometimes host, fill in uh, Chris Kozak. Oh, okay. Who hit me up uh, earlier this week at one thirty in the afternoon with an all caps, all caps flames to let me know. Her name was Yaddle, damn it. She was on the council, freaking kids not knowing their history. First of all, I know she was on the council. Second of all... Sorry, we're talking about the female. This, this continues my query, <laughs> my opening query from last week. You ought to be fucking. Which, again, we, we don't Still know. Still don't know. I, I don't remember people's names, Chris. You know this. There is a segment, maybe every episode, where I just point. You're lucky she remembers your name. <laughs> I know. I just point at Jordan and just randomly, like, gesture. That, that guy. That guy. The comment thing. came from that guy. Yeah. Tall. Does the other thing. Beard. That uh, I like. Yeah. You know him. Yeah. So the fact that I even remembered it started with a yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucking good, I would say. Well, I mean, it's probably a safe bet. Yeah. I knew it was a yeah something. Also, let's get some variety with your names, Yodas. Well, we don't know how many there are. We don't. Maybe they have a naming tradition, Jordan. We don't know anything about them. We don't know. And again, just topical. We'll yeah. touch on it briefly. Yeah. We'll have like proper updates later on. But mm-hmm. regarding episode three of The Mandalorian, which I'm assuming you've watched. Yes, I have. I don't give a fuck about Star Wars. Okay. You know that. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. I got a tiny little nerd boner on this set. Ooh. Shouts to you, Deborah Chow. Was it when... And them little fuckers came up over the, with the jetpacks. So oh, I was yeah. like, whoo! Yeah, like angels of death from the sky. Um, I was like, all yeah. right. Yeah, we... Also, y'all are way too lax to just, like, give up your entire spot. You, y'all were fighting with this motherfucker, like, ten minutes ago, but... No. It's because Mandalorian... <laughs> Deep Mandalorian lore. Mandalorian, they are a family. They are a tight-knit community of warriors, and you stand with your brothers and sisters always the show could stand to do a better job explaining some of that i don't think they need to i think that's nice that they just like toss you in also he doesn't need to get a full body like the full body equivalent of a platinum chain like yeah he does he's he's just straight blinging all day yeah he does came walking into that bar i was like cool yeah not standing out is probably the key to bounty hunting uh are you kidding? You, well, wanna, like you want the, people like, to fear you? I'm like human 24-inch rims, just spinning rims, <laughs> just walking into a to a cantina. That armor is sexy as fuck, and everybody knows it. Um, yeah. Anyway, proper updates later on. Yeah. Her name was Yaddle. Thank you, readers and listeners and viewers. Also, fuck off. Podcast kids. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know I know. Somewhere in there. <laughs> just jostling around. Like a penny in a water bottle, just like clanking around. It's in there. It's, true. it's in there. You just got to real. You shake the water <laughs> bottle, and eventually the penny's going to drop out. It's probably like a trick where you have to like turn it clockwise or something, and then anti-clockwise. Do you want to talk into the mic? <laughs> a little, maybe. This is not. This is not the mic. I was gesturing about the clockwise motion of my brain. Okay. <laughs> I can't and gesture. Counterclockwise, I keep not my head straight at the same time. Yeah, I can't. I can't do two things at once. We also know that. <laughs> Y'all, y'all want to be in the room sometimes when two sources of music play at the same time? It's not good. <laughs> she, like, literally yeah. turns into the end of Raiders. It's just like, <laughs> um, The Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> kind of, yeah. All right. All right. Beefy, Sir, Sir Beefsy list. Okay. Hit me. Um, Some stuff kind of 
uh, has to do with the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. So we might, I might like All right. put that together. Um, but as we know, um, the uh, amount of torrenting is on the rise. Is it surprising no one? Um, I had heard anecdotally. I didn't know that this is like. Yeah, there's. I can't. I ugh, for the life of me, I cannot remember who's monitoring it, but someone mm. was monitoring torrenting and it it is slowly on the rise we chalk this up to the splintering of streaming services yeah and and that's not a surprise i mean there's like we talked about last week there's so many good things on right now Mm. i don't know anyone who can really i mean they can barely we can barely afford to like eat and like live in a a place that (laughs) that covers us from the rain and the wind um paying like a hundred dollars for all the streaming services is not something i wanted to do that i'd watch i'd just get cable yeah ugh, cable Ugh. and then on top of cable you'd have to buy streaming services anyway right because cable is garbage also uh black adam so right a long time ago Dwayne released an image of this yes uh, see, this is what I don't understand. So it was very recent. He posted something saying he was going to do Black Adam, and everyone was really excited. I was like, didn't he already tell us this? Oh, like forever ago. Yeah. So I was very surprised with that. But apparently he's like giving bits and pieces. And apparently the new Black Adam movie is going to feature the Justice Society of America. Um, or at least Dope. like have them in there. So I'm guessing fighting him, Sorry, maybe? Black Adam is like, I'm going to call him Captain Marvel, but to cash listeners they're not going to know him as captain marvel shazam shazam it's like shazam's big bad yeah same same sort of power powers as shazam same power suite um though black power power suite like that that's what it's called never heard that term before how what power suite it's called the power suite Oh my god, you're like... I've literally never heard that term before. Oh, there, maybe I'm it's just a, a bigger nerd than you are. It's a suite of, it's a suite of powers, y'all. It, it is. That's exactly what it is. Anyway. Uh, Damn, son. Same power suite, but um, he wants to control everything and, like, owns his own country eventually. Yes. And, like, fights Shazam all the time. He's like, you're a motherfucker, basically. And he's a pretty cool villain, actually. Great look. Like, one of the best costumes. Oh, yeah. Like, Very good. It's, it's Shazam's costume in black. In so, black. I mean, what else do you need? But it's, you know, beautiful. Um, so, yeah. Also, let's talk about trailers. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Um, you don't care, but I've been looking for a movie that basically is the, inherits the vibe of the mummy. Mm. Okay. I've looked and looked, and no, I'm not watching The Mummy 3. That movie is garbage. Don't replace Rachel Wise and then be like, it's fine. No, it's not. Um, so, there's no such thing as Mummy 3. Very much like there's only one season of Heroes. Um, so, <laughs> I'm looking for something that will inherit this. And I've tried to watch a couple of things, and I cannot make it through them. They're mm-hmm. either terrible or too slow. Or If you have any ideas, please let me know. But the trailer for Jungle Cruise actually i'm like oh this is the mummy i'm actually very excited like the disney ride yeah and i've been on that ride fucking disney god yeah it was a great ride um but it was a great ride it doesn't mean you need to make a two-hour movie out of it except it looks like a lot of fun it has it has uh dwayne the rock johnson well dwayne and idris are going neck and neck for who can catch the most checks in a given calendar year I, hope I mean, just... God, Godspeed. Godspeed to both of them. <laughs> um, and what, uh, Mary Poppins. 
It's not, I'm I'm hitting you. Stop hitting me. Kozak, she's doing it. I'm doing the thing because I know it's in there somewhere. Oh, come on. You know. I do know. Just tell me. I, it's not. I can't. Um, Emily Blunt. There you go. There we go. Wow. Um, She's also starring in it as like the like treasure hunter. As the driver of the boat. I don't no, know. No, J- Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the driver of the boat. <laughs> God. The woman can't drive the boat? Yeah, she can drive the boat. She can't swim. And it comes up in the trailer. <laughs> anyway. Those narrative tidbits you get in two minutes. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think I found the, like, the same feeling. You're putting putting all, your, all your chips in on Jungle Cruise? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> I've been waiting for a long time. Um, just next. give her a caper, y'all. She just wants a caper. <laughs> just want a caper. I really do. Um, and do not suggest, suggest romancing the stone again, okay? Please. So. You haven't seen Romancing the Stone? No. Should I see Romancing the Stone? Maybe. Is it good? Maybe, yeah. Is it maybe good or is it like actually good? I think the first one is legit good. There's two? Jewel and Nile came after Romancing the Stone. Oh. Okay. First one might be good. I'll do some research. All right. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, Jordan's 80s flashback. Uh, <laughs> 80s flashback month. Amazing. Take a pause for Murphy month and give you... <laughs> Give you romancing this stuff. Um, the second trailer that th- I okay, I get very frustrated about this. There's another movie for Emma, the Jane Austen classic. Stop it. You don't want any more Emmas. Um, no, because they made the perfect Emma, and they can just stop. Same with Pride and Prejudice. Like, if unless you're gonna like totally just blow Pride and Prejudice 1995 out of the water. Also, very few of the Jane Austen movies encapsulates how how it rich the stories. It has to be a miniseries, mm. right? It's like they're making that Dune movie, and I'm like, you cannot encapsulate the story of Dune in a movie. It has to be a miniseries. They already did it once, too, so I mean... Why? <laughs> they did. Why, why, why fuck with perfection? not perfect. Mm. We know this. One of the re- many reasons I gave it to you this week. Come back for the second half of the show, yo. Mm-hmm. So anyways, stop it. Same with Little Women. Unless you're going to blow the 1995 movie out of the water, don't do it. I don't care if it's got Emily Watson in it or whatever her name is. Emma Watson and but other people. Greta Gerwig is directing it. I don't care. I don't care. Do you know that fucking one of the like movie tie-in versions is like strict on sale? What? Y'all really made a copy of Little Women strict on sale? Really? <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers for Little Women. Gotta keep that under lock and key till the until the movie release date. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyways, so that's what's going on with trailers this week. <laughs> if you're not gonna do there's like a couple that I'm like, hey, cool. If you're not gonna do an amazing fucking job, also don't cast Amy as like a twenty eight year old and then want her to be thirteen. Stupid. You're stupid. She's even younger than that in the book. Anyways. <sighs> okay. That's my mini rant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we can hear some news. I owe you an apology. <gasps> <laughs> I live for these. Why do you owe me an apology? Did um, I know this was coming? You did not know this was coming. <gasps> the apology is John Favreau was the, the right person to make a Star Wars thing. Oh. Yeah. He did an excellent job. I don't think I was out here on a ledge saying, like, it had to be John Favreau. I think no. I was just like, let's not shit ourselves. Like, Well, I was very much like, ugh, another white man, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think what's most important is when people are 
this this world is very diverse and they understand that and they want to bring people in to to show that diversity in the writing room and the directing chair and they love the content they are true fans of what they are making and john favreau uh he apparently played <laughs> he played one of the characters oh, did he? he did he played one of the mandalorians uh he did the voice acting and um like he worked with Dave Filoni, who people know. Well, he's the creator of Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm. And Dave Filoni like loves Star Wars and loves bringing new fans into Star Wars. Right. He's neither of them want to exclude people. They want to show this really cool world. Um, and they've also got um, Christopher Yost or Yost, who's doing the Cowboy Bebop movie um, and has like huge writing credits to his name. And uh, Brick. Famu Yiwa. Right. And um, I'm just going to call him Rick. He did He did episode two, right? I believe so, yes. Um, he, the, all four of those gentlemen have um, contributed to the writing of and... See, that's what I was going to say, because you're like, you know, John Favreau was the right choice, and I'm kind of like, I'm a little disappointed to see, like, every, like, writing credit has been, like, him. Yeah. Because um, I thought we were going to have a more varied script writing. Um Directing has been uh, varied. Yes. I think it's been, he did the pilot. Did he do the pilot? I believe he did the pilot. Family Yuma did the second one, yeah. And Deborah Chow did the mm-hmm. did the third one, which made everybody like, she's also doing the Obi-Wan series yeah. as well. And people were like, okay. This is good. We are we yeah. are cool with you, Deborah Chow. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there definitely could have been more people in the writing room, um, or diversity in the writing room, I should say. Um, uh, but I do think because it's actually not, eight hours it's only four hours right i can see not being able to give everyone that they want maybe an opportunity um rick famuyiwa uh i just want to call him rick um he's actually i didn't realize this directing um the movie version of the book children of blood and bone by tomi adoyima um and i'm really excited about that um I really like the book. I thought it was super cool and interesting. And there's that's a ton of diversity for a genre that I really love. And I think there should be more of that in our world because those kind of stories that I, I haven't seen over and over again are really important. Um, so, yeah, I just – I think you're right. You're right about John Favreau. I think he's done a great job. And uh, I'm really excited about more of The Mandalorian. Famuyiwa also directed that... Uh, the movie Dope. Yes. Yes. Which I enjoyed. It was very good. Um, so, yeah. That was just like a little tidbit. Well, you got the seal of approval, Favreau. Yeah. Don't and fuck it up. Also, I, Chris didn't realize that he directed Iron Man. And I was like, this is the he's the reason why we yeah. have a Marvel Universe. Basically. Yeah. He showed what could be done with a story that not a ton of people knew about beforehand. Yeah, Iron Man was not... Not an A-lister. No, at all. Like nobody really. It was all X Men, yeah. like in comic and uh, and film. Mm-hmm. Film. Um, it was all X Men. I guess Spider Man was like yeah. the Raimi Spider Mans that come out by that point. But as mm-hmm. far as like on the next Marvel hero, like I don't think anybody thought Iron Dude Man. in tin suit was going to be the uh, <laughs> yeah. the go to there. But but he did a really fabulous job. So also one thing I heard which I greatly enjoyed is how like with the Mandalorian is just like. It's a practical-based show. Yeah. Like, those are sets, mm-hmm. by and large. Um, <laughs> they're not, like, 
you know, dudes with balls on their face sitting around in front of a green screen, um, which there are many reasons to diss, especially like the episodes one through three. But to me, even like watching uh, Phantom Menace back in the day was just like, wow, these are just like everything in this movie except the humans is, is like straight digital, yeah and i know i know you're i know you're flexing george that's fine you know you <laughs> want to show off your you're, you're selling your technology mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. um but to see like you know actual sets and puppets um is baby yoda a puppet or not i've heard like varying i thought he was well, cgi but <clears throat> i think it might be so they've been doing this thing where they actually do puppets in cgi mm. so they'll do like a puppet for the main face but right. to make the face movements okay they'll do cgi i don't know for sure but it's become much more common they'll possess it with a little cgi yeah so they did that with actually the dark crystal um, okay. they, I mean, not the original, the, the, the series, um, they had puppets and then the facial expressions, many of them were CGI. Right, right. Um, so you can't really tell, but yeah, I, I also, baby Yoda. <laughs> we're fine. I will murder anything that threatens harm to him. Yeah. Um, tons. They, they say, even though Christmas is technically just over a month away, yeah. they say the merch is coming. Say that merch is coming before. <sighs> official name the child I'm, I'm, but i mean good luck disney it's baby yoda yeah i'm i'm thinking that they maybe they didn't want to do it because they didn't want to give anything away which oh probably yeah like kind of good for them i mean they have i'm sure they had all this stuff locked and loaded but mm-hmm. target's gonna get you know or sorry not target they're gonna keep that shit in the disney store yeah I'm sure the disney store is about to get flooded with uh baby, baby yoda plushies yeah. any day now um and he just looks chi- so short and Shiny metal balls that you can play with. He loves shiny metal balls. <laughs> of course he does, because he's a baby. Um, um, so, yeah. Uh, the, the only the only thing I will say about that, the only criticism of The Mandalorian is, <laughs> like, A, not exactly a plot locomotive. And what plot there is, <laughs> is, did anybody think he wasn't going to go back and, <laughs> and, get and save Baby Yoda? I had one moment where I was like... I was like, maybe they're going to be, like, badass and just be like, nope, he doesn't care what happens to the baby. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> but then there was a moment and I was like, oh, yeah, he's going back. Yeah. So and now, I mean, are they just on the run? Is he going to try to figure out? I mean, ne- now, I mean, rule of three, right? Like, yeah. you, I gave you the three. I'm interested enough. You kind of wrapped up your first arc. Yep. Okay, so it's officially Lone Wolf and Cub, and now they're going to go, are they just going to travel the galaxy? Are they on the run? Like, where's, Is he going to try and find gonna his try, people? Fi- yeah, find his people, find... Baby Yoda's people, or are we yeah. deep diving into that pieces of lore now? I mean, yeah. that remains to be seen. We have how many episodes is this run, did you say? Eight I think episodes? It's eight. Okay. Yeah. And shouts to half an hour. Amazing. And also shouts to weekly. Like Yeah, you're feel you're feeling weekly instead of the binge? You, you get excited. You do get excited. I mean, I don't again want to see any more takes. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I like Shots fired! Shots fired. But I am enjoying being excited for something and be like, hey, we have another episode of uh, The Mandalorian to watch. And I mean, you know, it's it's the thing where you keep something in the discourse mm-hmm. for, like, Netflix really believes in the binge model. Okay, and that's, that's cool. They basically, they changed the way we watch television with that. Yes. But it also means you get a hot, like, for, like... 30 seconds. A weekend. Yeah. Stranger Things drops on Friday. All everybody can talk about is Stranger Things in like a week's the following week's worth of podcasts, and then poof, it's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. who's who's fucking with Stranger Things right now? Mm-hmm. Nobody till we see. Nope. It's just you're just gorging content, but you know that nice little trickle down down the feed hole is like. It's good. I think it's also good for us. I think it like 
Same with Watchmen. I'm enjoying the same thing with Watchmen. Just that kind of like, hey, and almost getting excited. Oh, we've got another episode of Watchmen. Yeah. Um, and not constantly looking for things to watch because, like, we know stuff is coming. Now when that's all done, <laughs> we're in the depths of winter and I'm all itchy and... <laughs> I think it's going to be Korean dramas. I think I'm going to go full in. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm yeah. excited for that. I saw a clip of one because they think I'm, they either think I'm like a black woman, uh, an Asian woman, or a French woman. Um, it changes from time to time. <laughs> um, and and they also think I am uh, probably have a baby coming on the way. I just like babies, okay? Jesus. Leave me alone. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I get a lot of like K drama like ads, right? Um, and there's one app or one drama fever. Drama fever, yeah. Um, and so the Netflix of K dramas. Yeah, it just like gave me like a clip of something, and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I saw how like every like everyone loves this K drama. It was from like 2017. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> That's the stuff. Yeah. She can see ghosts. Ooh. Yeah. Paranormal and K-dramas. Yeah, it actually made me cry. The clip, like, had me full-on ugly tears. On a clip? Yeah. Well, I guess you got it, then. I gotta. But I have to finish pasta first. Yeah. And, <laughs> no more and K-dramas for you until no. you finish pasta? No. I don't have it confirmed. I didn't look this up, but I'm pretty sure Shep is in Parasite, the Bong Joon-ho movie that everybody lost their mind about. What? So, I mean, shouts to Shep. Yeah. Good on Shep. I think he plays the uh, the rich dad. Cool. The rich father. Probably no dies horribly. I don't even. I don't know what happens at the end of that movie. But everybody's like, it gets crazy violent at the end out of nowhere. I'm like, cool, great, good times. Um, all right. Um, I think that's it. I mean, I have much more chit chat. What else you got in chit chat? Um, the internet is losing its charm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to doy, but why specifically? I just think that like. I'm I'm getting a, assaulted by ads more and more. Mm. It used to not bug me, but now I'm trying to look up a fucking recipe for muffins, and you're like trying to sell me vacuums. I don't care. You would like your ads more targeted. I I just don't want them like I'm fine with them like on the side, but you don't want make me like muffin tin ads in your face. X things all the time. No, I just don't want it to like like in my screen. I've got like three ads, mm. and I'm like X X, and they pop up every once in a while, right. and. I just, and also just like the social media aspect, I just, I find a lot of it really overwhelming. And because I, there's been more and more written about how we're disconnected from other people, even though we're on social media. Also, reading Trick Mirror totally fucked me up. Mm. Um, made me like really analyze what I do on the internet, how I'm doing it. Um, Sorry, that's the book by Gia Tolentino, yes, who Kate really and I uh, both liked and went to see. Yeah. Um... So I just, I don't know, I've, I've just been analyzing, I guess, more and being like, oh yeah, no, I, I, I finished Mort finally because I was like, I don't want to be on the internet. I want to read my book. I've been reading oh, Mort. <laughs> Terry Pratchett. I've been reading Mort by Terry Pratchett for way too long. <laughs> and I've had like a chapter left for months because I was doing shit on the internet. I can't tell you what shit because that's an aspect of the internet. It's a black hole. And you just, like, an hour later, you're like, oh, I should probably feed myself. No more YouTube videos for me. Um, Caitlin. So yeah. yeah. We have tablets and phones. You can get something to eat while the YouTube videos play. <sighs> it's bad. you got to look up. Make my avocado toast. Wow. What culture? 
videos play in the background. How am I going to know if AEW Dynamite got an up or a down, Caitlin? I need to know. How are we going to know? How will I know? Um, so there's that. Um, weddings are expensive, everyone. <laughs> Again, fresh in from the Jadoy times. Yep. Um, that's about all I've got for wedding talk. Um, making friends in your 30s is weird. Mm-hmm. You um, made a friend? I think so. <laughs> don't, don't, don't wanna put, this is part of what? Don't, don't want to put know. all your chips on that on that yet? I don't know. Are we like, are we like a friend? Like, I don't know. Is it somebody you met at work or? No. Oh, what? You met a person that wasn't at work? Yeah. I don't even know how that works. You go to a party. What? And then you find that you have like all the same Hold, hold on. Mm-hmm. There's so many things there to unpack. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. You went to a party. I did. It was a birthday party. For like someone you know. Yes. Okay. But like not your circle of friends. Per not, se. not, no. There's like three people who are friendly. And okay. Alive. Let that one sink in first. That yeah. Caitlin went to a party. I did. I think that sounds like a bigger deal. Is Caitlin is far more social than I am. So, okay, eh. <laughs> all right. I would say far more. Okay. Um, you like can talk to strangers. That's true. Instead of just like I can. Like if you have a problem with something, as established at the Gia Tolentina signing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kate going to get in the mix. Yeah. Jordan's going to stew. <laughs> yeah. Visibly stew off to the side, and shoot mind bullets at you. I will. I will yell at people. <laughs> Caitlin will snatch your wig. Um, <laughs> I'm coming for it. <laughs> Give me. Uh, okay, so you're, you're at you're at a party. Yeah. And you just you just struck up a conversation with someone. Well, actually, the person whose party. Well, one of the it's a joint birthday party. Someone was like, "Hey, this is my other friend. You guys will have a lot in common." And we did. What did you have in common? Uh, all the things. Angela Lansbury. Uh, murder. She wrote. Murder. Mist- murder corner oh, came m- up. Murder kids. Okay. Yeah. Murder. Murder corner. Um, Doctor Who. Um, a bunch of other geeky stuff. Yeah. So just two fucking murder kids <laughs> yep. off in the corner. Yeah. Talking about death. Yeah. And some other stuff. It was good. Didn't you tell me somebody took umbrage with something I said? Going back to weddings? Oh, yeah. So, um, I can't remember. I don't think we talked about this on air, but the hashtag for your wedding. What did we talk about that? Oh, we did, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I couldn't remember if we... That's how my feelings were out there and somebody had something to push back on. Right. So, uh, someone... Jordan thinks hashtags for your wet Branding your wedding with a hashtag is stupid and he hates it. But why? Don't... Because it's just, again, social media. It's like... Okay, you're gonna t- you're gonna tell me there's like a functional re- your argument yeah. before was there's a functional reason. There's a functional for reason. So if people t- have pictures, they can just tag the pictures. That said, though, mm-hmm. okay, to me, it's like when you like you know it's it smacks of self branding, which I loathe when you turn yourself into a brand. Okay, but um, for like I'm making my wedding a brand, and also, do you really care about Nana's shaky like? <laughs> Cell phone no. video of your first dance. No, but I know several people who. Why do you just the, want to gorge on all the awful photos? Some of the best pictures they have from their wedding are friends that have taken like, really beautiful. I do not candid believe shots. you. I do it's not true. believe you. It's true. It's it does true. not happen. It does happen. Your drunk uncle off in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> hashtagging that photo of his shoe that he took in that pocket photo. <laughs> It's not something you want for the wedding album. Uh, but people self-brand themselves anyway. Even yeah, and stop it. Even ta- But you do it. Like, even tagging yourself is still a brand. When have I ever tagged myself? No, no, I'm saying, like, if someone were to tag me in the photo, like, at Katie Mac, oh. right? It's still self-branding, technically. 
It's not hashtag macro whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I don't know what kind of thought you've put into your hashtag or what it's going to be. I haven't even decided if it's I'm got, getting it's, one. It's got to be a pun, Kate. Does it? Yes. They're all fucking puns. They take oh. their names and they make a pun. I thought it. it would just be like, Kate and Chris, 2020. <laughs> you really want to get bogged down with all the other Kate and Chris's out there? Oh, God. Get your fucking SEO game up, Caitlin. <laughs> Jesus. I don't belong on the internet. <laughs> it's too wild for me. If you can't hang with search engine optimization... No. For your wedding, <laughs> then just don't have a wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Jordan doesn't like weddings, y'all. <laughs> I don't know about not liking weddings. I just don't like hashtags or the I'm a princess. This is the Ugh. most important day of my life. Type yeah, of shit. I said that to some lady when we were talking to her about weddings, and I think she had, like, a minor stroke. What, that you don't fuck with that? or Like, it's not the most important day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a twist. it's going to be a fucking fun party. That's what it's going to be. But I'm like, I'm going to have much more important days than this. <laughs> I've had much more important days than <laughs> that. Like, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anyways. There we go. That was wedding talk. There's wedding talk. You want to know what other talk we've got? What other talk we got? Toto talk. (laughs) Not the dog from uh, The Wizard of Oz. Toto talk, y'all. You just wait till I drop Toto at Kate's wedding. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. So uh, I think that's it. Now we can get to updates. (laughs) We're not actually talking about Toto. Did you want to actually talk about Toto? Toto's dope. There we go. That's Toto Talk with Jordan. Toto Talk with Jordan Toto Talk with Jordan Kate. There we go. That's my NPR. NPR flex. All right. All right. So, updates. Uh-huh. What do you got? Oh, girl, it's just the Simpsons over here. Jesus. Like, all day, all day. No. Good place. Just spiking touchdowns into the bottom of the earth yep soups cheaty centric episode oh good kind of the uh a very culminating turning point sort of episode mm-hmm. for your boy cheaty um as he gets 800 lifetimes of memories back Ooh. in the snap of a finger um again what this show does it's basically told in the duration of a snap of a finger mm-hmm. it's like give him his memories back for reasons yeah and as Michael goes to snap, they slow it down. And it's like, as his hand is going like this to snap his fingers, Cheaty is getting back, you know, 800 lifetimes of memories. You see Baby Cheaty get a stomach ache when asked if he's, if he likes his own name. You see Baby Cheaty, you see Young Cheaty make a 45 uh, minute presentation on why his parents shouldn't get divorced. You see, <laughs> um, and one of the, like, a scene I will probably watch over and over again between Cheaty and Michael when Michael straight up tells them whether or not they're soulmates right. and or whether or not they exist because that's, yeah. that's what Cheaty wanted to believe is that they're soulmates. Yeah. And Michael copying to basically, like, mm. I don't know, man. Yeah. But I don't think so. Yeah. I think if they exist, they're made, not not found. I agree. Um, It's just an incredible scene. And, I mean, Kate hasn't seen it yet, so I'm not going to spoil the last image that we are left with as we go on to a mid-season hiatus mid-season hiatus um but just yeah just that show just dunks on everything else around it and the fact that it's like a half hour 
We say this every time, every episode when, yeah. I, when I update on The Good Place, but it's like, this is a half hour comedy. Yeah. Dealing sure with, it is. Where one of the characters is about to be asked to like design a new afterlife. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Watchmen, I assume we both watched yep. and are caught up on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we won't be caught we're, when you listen to this, we're a week behind. Yeah. Because the new episode will air tonight, but... um. The Looking Glass episode was the last one. Yes, the last one we saw, which uh, Damon Lindelof proving he had the ball Zack Snyder didn't. Ooh. Take that squid, y'all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're going to pawn this off on Dr. Manhattan. Nope. Apparently, I, I, you know, I fell into a hole of like, you know, Easter egg write-ups and stuff like that because there's a million things always happening yeah. with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, And... I found some like lengthy interview Lindelof had done with Vulture, I think, uh, before the show started. And like Loki, when they assembled the writers' room, he was like, "Just so you know, we're doing the squid." Yeah, like <laughs> just uh, so everyone is aware. Heads up, we're doing the squid. Squid's a thing. Yeah. Um, and just even by the trailer of tonight's episode, mm-hmm. which is where Angela has like <laughs> go- OD'd on memory pills. Ooh, I just like. I- I'm so I'm so excited. For Did you that. see the trailer? Did you watch the? No, preview? I haven't seen the trailer. It's basically like her scenes from. Oh, what's his name? William? Will? I think it's William. Her grandfather, Louis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, scenes from his life, but she ducks in and out yeah. like. So it's like his wife telling him something, and it's an actor playing Will, but then it's Angela like reacting to it mm-hmm. as her husband. Uh, Lori Blake are all like trying to pull her out of this yeah. sort of memory coma at the same time. Um, yeah, just it's. I mean, you made the argument last week that you know we always talk about Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Sopranos is like being peak TV, but some folks are setting some high bars lately around yeah. here. Um, yeah, yeah, and Mandalorian, and it, it's weird. You mentioned you know, week to week. I don't have anything that I like binged. I have things that i'm watching mm-hmm. every week i watch superstore and good place on fridays i watch watchmen on sunday nights or monday morning and i watch the mandalorian on set i guess no it drops friday at midnight so i guess friday mornings right. i watch that as well and it's like all my tv in like two hours yeah um and then i just curl up with like bespoke a bespoke selection of simpsons reruns <laughs> and love my life um i all of that um i haven't binged anything i started reading another book and i finished more and i'm very happy reading reading it's nonsense um and, but i went to go see frozen 2 <laughs> wow um, well, let me walk this over for a second because okay. i'm somewhat fascinated by this so i talk about the chris and andy show all the time because i love it it's my platonic ideal of what, what i want this podcast to be yeah um and but the, the big difference between chris and andy is chris has never had kids right and andy has two yeah so that immediately skews their day-to-day cultural consumption. Absolutely. Um, so they have what they call Daddington Corner. <laughs> Great. Where Andy talks about things just related to kids, content he has consumed, and, yeah. related, loved by small young children. And so they hadn't seen the movie yet, obviously, because when they right. recorded their last episode, um, the movie wasn't out yet. But they've been listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. And Andy... He's getting a little anxious by the tone set by the soundtrack. He's like, this shit is mad dark, y'all. Um, in like, one Christi- of the songs, Christian sure. Bell sings a song that says yeah. this grief has its own gravity. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like not knowing where these songs were going to place. And I've yeah. 
you know, I, how do I consume my children's movies? Uh, you know, storybook adaptations that come into major Canadian retailer. Yeah. Um, so I know the base hits of the story. Yeah. And they, they go off somewhere to somewhere else. <laughs> go off just okay. They yeah. go in a cave. There's a water horse thing. I don't. What? Okay. No. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see the movie and you don't want spoilers, just leave it now. Okay. And that's your last warning. So Elsa starts hearing a voice. Yeah. Um, it's calling to her and she's really frustrated by this because she's like, things are perfect right now. I don't want to go on some great adventure, but she really does because she doesn't feel like she fits in. Mm. She's like, I'm there. There's something about me. No one can tell me where this power comes from. So even though she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to pay attention to it. She's like, but I really actually do want to, to discover what this is. So, she accidentally unleashes um, the, like, forces of nature um, and is like, crap, I got to fix this. So, they go off to this enchanted forest that their parents had told them about when they were young um, to try and figure what's, uh, you know, figure out what's going on. And they have this, like, impenetrable mist and they get through it and there are uh, people there. um, I can't, Northerners, North, Northmen, I can't remember what they're called, but it's North something. Yeah. Um, And they're sort of designed a little bit like Nordic peoples. They have, like, a lot of stylistic things that are the same. But obviously, different kingdom. Um, And they go on adventure from there. Elsa figures out that she is what she's been waiting for. She doesn't need anybody else. She is, like, this cool uh, connection between, like, people and magic. Um, There are four other elemental spirits. There's a really adorable salamander that's a fire spirit. There's a water horse. There is uh, wind. I just said there was a water horse, and you looked at me like I was insane. But, but there was no cave. They, they weren't in a cave with a water horse. Anyways. Um, is there a cave? Yes, there is. Was a cave. anybody ever in a cave? Yes. Then shut up. <laughs> they were not with the water horse, though. <laughs> um, there's a wind that they named Gale and uh, Earth Giants. So cool depictions of stuff. Cool movie. Better than the first one. Wow. Those are my hot takes. Uh, songs better than the first one? Maybe not as catchy, but better. Better hope so, dads. You're going to be listening to them on repeat yeah. for the next year. Um, there is, it's, it was funnier than the first one. Um, I don't really like the snowman. I think Olaf can die. Um, but he was actually funny in wow. this. And uh, there's an amazing song slash 80s montage-ish music video by uh sven i think that's his name or sven the moose i don't know christoph christoph is the blonde love interest of the other one anyways but the thing that andy was kind of going on about and this also ties back to the mandalorian because chris was having sort of a not a dark night of the soul but just like okay i am now fully realizing that star wars is for children yeah and also, the hottest take in the world came from Andy on that episode, where okay. he was like, if you really suss it out, Star Wars batting average ain't that great. No. If you just look at the movies. Yeah. You got Star Wars, changes everything. Yeah. Empire, better than Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Jedi was great when we were six. Okay. <laughs> then kind of after that, Last Jedi kind of swings for the fences again. See, I, I, I like the the two new movies. Like, I, I thought they were fun, which is what they were supposed they're to be cool but they're retreads uh, they are and they aren't but things are always going to be retreads in the star wars universe the 
Sorry, I just, the movies are for kids. If kids like them, they've done a good job. But you have a choice to grow with your audience or not. And, and they the and they have, cho- they, have cho- they have chosen not to, which is what I think 90% of the Star Wars fandom has never realized. Which it goes also goes back to Freddie Prince Jr., who said this ages ago. Yeah. Because he was so frustrated with older, most of the time, male fans being like, this is like it's for kids. And he was freaking out. He's like all in caps. He's like, it is for kids. It's always been for kids. Mandalorian is the first thing that tonally is a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But there's still no like graphic nudity or violence. Well, that's never going to come. But like, No, but I'm just saying like there's not. It also has the cutest character to ever exist in the entire franchise. Uh, I will murder all of you if you threaten him. I will just squish um, it. <laughs> I don't even like babies. He's in little ears. Um, but, and he was only going on the like tone of the soundtracks, mm-hmm. like wondering if what you have this movie, yeah, that's a hit with like you know six year olds, yeah. the world over, yeah. Now they're a little older, yeah. Is the franchise going to no a little bit grief has its own gravity? <laughs> Um, the parents up, die in statement. the first movie. It's like one of the most, like, it's the saddest, most awful scene. They, like, the ship just gets, like, swallowed by the sea. Girl, I don't know. i never seen Frozen. Wow. I write that one down. Um, anyway. No, put a pin in that for a minute, okay. y'all. This one here, before the mics turn on, mm-hmm. now that Disney Plus is out there, is just like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? So, but, believe me, I'm going to feel no ways about giving her the entire collected uh, Eddie Murphy <laughs> pantheon when this one's hit me with bed knobs and fucking broomsticks <laughs> so good because he, she knows i can just find it on disney plus angela lansbury <laughs> um no but lance i have stand up i'm sorry i watched beauty and the beast last week beauty and the beast was fucking dark as shit um there's so many things that are super dark and it again we talk about neil gaiman he said it well kids are not scared of the same things we are we think things are horrifying and like, ooh, grief. Uh. There is no point in that movie that you actually think Olaf or Elsa are dead. Okay? Okay. Whereas in the first movie, their parents fucking straight up died. 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 I also think the trailers had a lot of like dark stormy nights on boats type of stuff. Which, there were some dark stormy nights on boats. It was an amazing scene. Um, but I just, it's not, it's still for kids. It's fine. Calm down. Take your kids, Daddingtons. It's all good. Jordan don't care. He ain't never going to see it any damn way. Do we have anything else? Uh, no, that's it. That is it. Yeah. Friends, you think November Crapathon's done? November Crapathon ain't ever done. Nope. Oof. 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 We're going to be... (laughs) I also have no notes for this one, but (laughs) do not think I don't have anything to say. You don't have any notes. It's not that you don't have any thoughts. <laughs> he has all the thoughts. Oh, we're going to get into some thoughts on the things we brought each other when we come back from this break. The spice must flow. Welcome back to the show. 
This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Mm-hmm. But before we can do that and revel in the trash. Crap. It's utter garbage. Um, we have some rules. Yeah. The first rule is the rule of three, mm-hmm. which is if the thing comes in parts, yeah. you are required to read, watch, consume through those parts. Half applicable. Yes. Half applicable um, because one is a show and one is a movie. Um, also... We want things to get a chance to become the thing it's trying to become. So for a show, it's important to sort of get in there. Get in there. Just get, really get, 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 in. get your fingers in it. Just really like mush yeah. it around and be like, hmm, this, oh, this content. Let me see how it ticks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but maybe not as weird. Um, the second rule is hashtag for, save for the pod. Oh, weirder. <laughs> hashtag save for the pod, which Jordan Brooks. Oh, throw, thrown out the window. And not I'll, thrown out the window. You were you said one I, thing. I lobbed something over yeah. the wall. Yeah. Well, we'll get to why. Yeah, we will get to why. And you will understand, listeners. Um, and the third rule is not really a rule. It's a policy is that there will be spoilers. How could you possibly care? You really can't. You fools. No. Um, so, I believe I'm going first? No, you're not. Oh. Okay. Which is actually okay. correct All right. in the alt- alternating... Of the things. Yeah. But also, I would not let you go first. Okay. We will save that. <laughs> save that business for the end. All right. That's we're probably st- smart. We're going to start with the thing I gave Kate. And I mean, you can't have November Crapathon. No. Without some trash anime. Yes. And I don't even think I gave you... I, the, what I gave you, the anime selection from last year, actually made your top five of the... Or we do top five, right? Do we do top five? How many do we do? I, I don't know. It made your end of the year list. No, it's yeah. three. Oh, it's three. It made your top three of the year, which yeah. was Skullface Bookseller Honda Son. Yes. Um, which I gave to you less on like the content and more for like just the quality yeah. of it. It was a very cheap looking show. Yeah. Um But I wanted to I want to really like trash is a genre. Yeah. It's a genre. Mm-hmm. Uh fan service, harem, those are all yep. things that exist. And I immediately had one pop into my head, but I also love my friend. Mm-hmm. And want to be conscious of things <laughs> that I give her. So, well, my first thought was <gasps> Monster Masume, which is just floppy boobs and falling into boobs and jiggling boobs and grabbing boobs. And boobs are everywhere. If it reminds you of Kill a Kill, don't I give think it a me. snake girl has a has an orgasm in like the first fifteen minutes of the show. Great. Um, her skin was shedding. He had to get it off. It's not his not his fault. He inadvertently bumped her. Snake girl clitoris. Clo- cloaca? Huh? I think snakes, all snakes have cloaca. What's a cloaca? It's a thing that they've got, I think. I've got to look it up now. Reptile expert. <laughs> um, so, and you know, meanwhile, it also has the weird, like, you know, non-consensual grabbing of the male. Um, everybody wants to, wants the male protagonist to, that's harem, right? Ugh. They all love them. Anyway, Ugh. I was like, well, there's got to be something else that's, I got to find something else that's trashy. Um, there is too trashy. There is too trashy. Yeah. But something like Hey Joe, the boob butt sport anime. Yeah. Was that too trashy? That was tr- like, no. what, like, would that have been a good selection had you not already seen it? Like, yeah. Okay. Because it would have been, I would have been like, this is foul. <laughs> um, and why does this exist? Whereas something that's like really sexual, like, yes, of course that's sexual. It's like sex- sexual silly. Mm. I, I'm kind of, I'm a sex as like a silly thing. Okay. But when it comes to like actually being like sexy, I'm like, bleh, like so gross. 
So I'm curious to see what this, where this falls. This popped into my head. I knew it from, I knew it was kicking around. Mm -hmm. The anime debuted, I think, in in the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a it's a recent anime, and but I forgot about it. I just heard it in passing a few times and rolled my eyes at mention of that thing. Right. And then the manga showed up at major Canadian retailer, and Mm -hmm. I went, oh. And I watched the first two apps just to familiarize myself, and went, surprisingly. This might not be trashy enough, mm-hmm. but I don't have time to give her anything else. Mm-mm. So I gave this to Kate. What did I give Kate? How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Mm-hmm. Bro, you even lift? You even lift, bro? You even lift, bro? You even lift? How heavy are those dumbbells? What's up, dumbbells? <laughs> How heavy are those? How heavy are the dumbbells you lift or dambaru nankiri moteru? Don't skip leg day. It's <laughs> important. Literary How Many Kilograms of Dumbbell Can You Lift is a Japanese manga series written by Yabaku Sandrovich, illustrated by someone or something called Mom. It's been serialized in Shogagakukan's Ura Sunday website and Manga One app since 2016 and has been collected in eight Tangaman volumes. It is available from Seven Seas Entertainment in North America and the anime adaptation by a studio named Dogakobo, which is apparently known for certain things okay. like this show. Uh, but I'd never heard of them. Uh, and the show aired from, it was a summer anime. It aired from July 3rd to September 18th of this year. What is the plot? Hibiki Sakura is a second year high school girl who has a voracious appetite. This habit leads her to gaining weight. Once this is brought to her attention, she reluctantly thinks about joining the Silverman gym. At the gym, Hibiki finds out that Akemi Soryuin, a schoolmate of hers, is also thinking about joining. And upon meeting Naruzo Machio, one of the trainers, she falls head over heels in love with him and joins the gym motivated hibiki vows to lose weight so this is just food wars with uh weights instead of food okay yeah i'd say in the sense that it's one of these edutainment shows where it's actually if you throw everything else away Mm -hmm. it devotes a lot of time can I please? To teaching bodybuilding techniques while also being very trashy and fat shaming and everything else. So she's she's chomping. She does not even want to let me speak right now. So I guess I'll just step out of the way. I was disappointed in the level of trash. I was expecting trashier. Yeah. What did you think of this monstrosity, Caitlin McKinnon? I love this show. Oh my fucking God. I love this show so much. <laughs> Every fucking year happens. Every It's like you don't even know me, Jordan. I just try to find your trash. And I'm like, well, it's not that trashy. I mean, it's it's got, you know, it's clearly, it's got a lustful camera. But it also goes both ways, which is what Caitlin's always arguing for. But, like, okay. The hook is that the gym she ends up going to, she thinks is going to be, like, you know, a curves like yeah. a fitness type gym but it's like a gold gym filled with like ripped ass dudes yeah. like just getting fucking gonked but but there are so many okay now this might be because i i could only find the dub and usually mm. i'm like ooh, you know sub right. over dub it's not i couldn't find it on crunchyroll it might only be on funimation dubbed on funimation which but, is very odd but. yeah but the dub is fan fucking tastic, really? like the best dub I've ever heard. Wow, all a, right. And and they use a lot of like, um, like Amer- uh, North Americanisms, mm. and so maybe they've changed a lot of it. Some of the nerds always often have a problem with, but get I, too loose with the translation. I think it it works in this case, um, by and large, and the voice actors do do a really good job. Um, 
I love the fact that the main character is always eating. Um, I didn't really find as much fat shaming, at least not in the dubbed version. Um, the sub in the first version, her friend is really like... I know some people, I mean, hate to use the word, but like the fact that every time a character is introduced, this like panel comes up with their like height, weight, weight. body mass index, yeah. everything. And also that she's kind of being shamed for wearing, for being, you know, a smooth like 125 pounds. Oh, I, I didn't get any of that in the... Her friend is like, especially in the first episode when they're walking and she's eating, mm-hmm. her friend is like, you're, you're out, you know, your uniform looks a little tight. Like, you sure you should be eating that type of thing? Like, there's more of that in the sub. I don't know if that's in the dub it, or not. It, it was, I mean, it was in the dub, but I mean, I mean, the, the, her motivation, she wants to lose weight, but ends up in all these places where you, like, gain muscle. And so the main character is uh, Sakura Habiki. Um, they, like, switch back and forth. Um the friend or well, the school person she knows um, is student council president yeah is a kemi who's like there to get fucking gonk like she is like love muscles yeah but like this is the thing the, the super muscular like men like i don't like that i think it's really actually it's like body horror for me like mm. I, I don't like lots of muscles i think it's really disturbing um but she's just like they just like show in depth the muscles, and she's like freaking out. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, Machio is amazing. I did not expect <laughs> Machio's not workout minute or whatever. Not even the minute, just when he's like, you know, super nice, super friendly. Yeah. You know, he's that character who's like his eyes never open because he's always smiling. Yeah. Like, and then like bulks out and, and his yeah. uniform explodes and he's just like a mass of muscle. The first time he hit that you know that side pose where yeah. you like pump up your pecs and there's a tracksuit like completely shredded. I was like, jeez, I did not see that coming. There are uh there are um pant well like seconds where like he'll do that and he'll be like at the side of the screen with like rags off of him and the girls just walk away. Like right. he's just like still standing there with like rags of his uniform all over him. Because I wasn't expecting the show to it's not even like it it portrays the super gaunt guys as like the aspiration. It's like no. it's kinda of, they kinda of treat him like freaks a little bit. Like Yeah. Well and then she her goal is not to gain muscle, it's to slim down, right? right? And they talk about different body types and not as like a bad or good thing just like you can tell a lot about someone who does this and why exercise is important and endorphins and like uh akemi um is actually like super excited that she She, eats so much she's like you're gonna gain so much muscle like episode three breaks down you know hibiki's like not eating all day and then having a big lunch and it's like well that's actually not not as good the one thing the one thing i learned was the whole like stretching before you exercise thing and like sites a fucking study i'm like what yeah it's like, well, and acknowledges like people are stretching all the time. Like those beefy guys are stretching before they work out all the time. And it's like, yeah. well, not a lot of people have read up on this or know it. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it. You could pull something. It could be terrible for you. And there are other types of kind of stretches and warm ups that you should do instead of like actual stretching. I'm just going to watch the show and get ripped. That's what I'm like. <laughs> and it inspired me to be like, I could like get, I actually, for a long time, I've been talking to people, I don't want to lose weight. I just want to get stronger. Mm. I used to be a lot stronger when I was a kid. And now I'm like this weak <laughs> woman child who's like, Feeble. I can't open this jar. <laughs> like, it's terrible. I'm like one of those uh, commercials for the elderly where they have that thing that opens jars <laughs> for them. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what I am now, and I don't like it. Um, but even as like sort of shamey Jace as some of the like, oh, you're eating again type of thing. I don't um, know. I I guess I didn't catch on to that. I just uh, again maybe it was the dub that it didn't make as big of a deal out of it. But it doesn't um like shame any of the characters for their like weaknesses like right. like I don't know if it's like. I don't know if it's the teacher in episode three or something. Mm-hmm. The question of like, you know, not using a lot of weight and just yeah. being like, the you know, something, you know. Doing the reps. Doing the reps and form being more important than weight. And yeah. basically saying like, dudes will come in here and like, they call it out. Men especially. Yeah. <laughs> will try to grab um, heavier weight than they should. And they end up fucking up or doing the exercise improperly because they have to compensate or use momentum to get the weight up. When it's more important, you know, you see Hibiki doing like two pound weights, mm-hmm. but her form is good. And yeah. that's, you know, espousing that that is, nobody's ever shamed for being air quote weak. Yeah. You just care more about, you know, A, you're doing it and B, you have the proper form. Yeah. And I love that she's always in pain. She's just like, I can't, like, she gets up to, like, say something in class and her arms basically, like, give out. <laughs> um, and, like, she talk, they talk about, like, what is gaining muscle it's well the ripping the tears in the muscle and it healing um and getting stronger so they talk a lot about like what you should do properly to exercise and why like cardio is important and all kinds of things so and then though i guess she must be just naturally strong because in the second episode she goes to her friend's family's gym and punches that punching bag off of its like supports, and the older sister's like, "I have no now have my new champion." <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's like fun stuff in it. There's little sidebars. Um, Habiki has like the stretch minute with Habiki. Like yeah, I just I thought all of it was silly and funny, and I liked the educational ex- aspect of it, and I liked the main character. She's pretty, she's pretty, you know, charismatic. And she exposes me to amazing snacks. Most important thing in my life. A lot of food porn in there as Mm -hmm. well. Her Mm -hmm. lunch looked amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's full of fried food. Yeah. Delicious fried food. And they do like, this is her second popsicle. This is how many (laughs) calories she's just consumed. I think that's great. (laughs) Caitlin McKinnon, not triggered at all. No. I was just like, I don't know. It's a, a... Animated exercise. You think exercise is going to trigger you? Then don't watch. Like, don't watch the anime. No problem with the lingering over bodies. Oh well, that. I mean, I actually after didn't after, think... after three years of watching anime, that just kind of rolls well, off your back a little bit. I don't. I the shower scene in the second episode. I was like, not necessary. Mm. They're fifteen or sixteen. Like, never necessary when you have like young women. Also, their boobs are like massive. Yeah. But I actually thought, even in the shots where that shows, like, the inner thigh, it still it wasn't as bad as that, like, getting wet scene in the zombie show. Right. Like, school live, right. like, club show. Like, that was even more, to me, upsetting than, like, yeah, they're scantily clad because they're in gym clothes. And they do, like, the men are all in, like, tight. You know, shorts and stuff. and Or again, just Speedos. Or the Speedos. The dudes and Speedos. Dudes and Speedos. So, like, the... I don't know. It just the bodies are more like um, a player in this, I guess. Mm. Um, I still don't like any of the lingering camera, but it definitely wasn't as bad as some other things that you have given me before. 
yeah, I still don't think it's cool. Teenage girls should not be portrayed in that way, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. You jerks. Jerks. Um, whether or not, and whether or not you consider it a fault or a merit of the show, it's maybe too self-aware sometimes where like that stuff is happening and Hibiki pops up on the side of the screen and it's like, why are you, why is this getting so erotic? I actually think it's great. <laughs> like what the hell is wrong with you guys? Um, which I, I've, the criticism I've read is it's like the, like when it's used as like an attempt to excuse being better. Oh, but God, like that's, I think pointing things out and making it funny is better than being like, we're not doing anything wrong. Here's mm. a giant titty shot of a 13 year old. <laughs> like I, that to me is much more disgusting than making something funny. I think if you make sex funny, then that's a way to like approach it and talk about it and be like, this is ridiculous. Um, oh. Also, Machio's protein bar made me. You <laughs> was so good. <laughs> the fucking yeah. nothing but a bow tie. And if someone can make me a protein drink that tastes good, please let, please give me your recipes. Yeah, y'all are like real like, this is delicious. Yeah. No, no, it no, it's no, not. No, it ain't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, so there we are. That's on Funimation at least, and kind of on YouTube. <laughs> it's not a great. I look. I found it somewhere else, but yeah. And kind of on YouTube. And kind of on YouTube. Well, oh God, punch kicks. Punch kicks. Um, like zero. Like because she didn't think it was bad to begin yeah. with. Kick punches is like a six. <laughs> kick punches six. Punch kicks zero. Zero. Yeah. Well, Jordan is outright failed. This, this November crapathon, yeah. Selection, someone who did not fail, someone who <laughs> was keeping this fucker locked and loaded, waiting over a year for it. Seriously, I'm actually, and sometimes I was like, maybe I should just give him Dune. I was like, no, no, I gotta wait, I gotta wait. So this is like, you know how people? Okay, do you know anything about the game of bridge? It's a game that has a spot on the newspaper comics page oh my God. that has a lot of letters okay there's like it makes no fucking sense okay so the way the game of bridge is played is you i don't think you were getting these hot bridge <laughs> gems did you <laughs> okay fine i'll go with poker so you you keep your like best hand for the crescendo right mm. Now, we are going to continue Crapathon next week because we owe you a week and we want you to have as much Crapathon as possible. Mm. Um, but for me, this was like this was it. the jewel in the crown. Like this, this is up there with Flash Gordon as far as like terrible but amazing. Um, I think, I think, okay. Yeah, I understand that you don't feel the same way, but maybe, okay, maybe fine on the same level as like trash like trash i just uh, just just do the preamble okay the preamble is a little bit long it takes there's some information you need to know about this and in why it's so trash Dune is a 1984 American epic science fiction film written and directed by David Lynch and based on the 1965 Frank Herbert novel of the same name. The film stars Kyle MacLachlan in his film debut as young nobleman Paul Atreides and includes an ensemble of well-known American and European actors in supporting roles. Been a real feathered hair crapathon for you. <laughs> I was actually going with all ladies. Um, it was filmed at the Churubusco Studios in Mexico, uh, Mexico City and included a soundtrack by the rock band Toto. Mm-hmm. 
as well as Brian Eno. All right. <clears throat> Set in the distant future, the film chronicles the conflict between rival noble families as they battle for control of the extremely harsh desert planet Arrakis. Uh, the planet is the only source of the drug melange, also called the spice, the spice with flow, uh, which allows prescience. Also known as MacGuffin. <laughs> yes. And is vital to space travel, making it the most essential and valuable commodity in the universe. Paul Atreides is the scion and heir of the powerful noble, noble family, whose inheritance of control over Arrakis brings them into conflict with its former overlords, House Harkonnen. They are mortal enemies. Paul is also a candidate for the Kwisatz Haderach, a messianic figure in the Bene Gesserit religion. You know, that stuff. Yeah. Besides McLaughlin, the film features a large ensemble cast of supporting characters, including Patrick Stewart, Brad Dourif, Dean Stockwell, Virginia Madsen, Jose Ferrer, Sting, Linda Hunt, and Max von Sydow, among others. So, obviously, based off of the the well-known book from the uh, from the 60s um so this movie had been in production for years it had started like initially started in 1971 um there was a lengthy process um throughout the 1970s different directors were attached mm -hmm. to this movie including Arthur P Jacobs uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky and Ridley Scott who all unsuccessfully tried to bring their visions to the screen um they went for a very obviously surrealist vibe and for various reasons this movie is terrible um david lynch has like disowned this movie um in certain cuts it doesn't even have his name as director right he's used that like random alan smithy <laughs> yeah like name that they use when directors are like i don't want anything to do with this fucking shit um, he didn't have like a final, he wasn't allowed to do the final cut of it, but even besides that, there are just so many issues with this film. Um, obviously special effects are not what they, they were. Um, there is a continual voiceover through for different characters. Oh, oh, jo okay, Jordan, just go, just go. I'm just opening the gates. If you want to like the perfect analogy for this. Okay. Imagine if they tried to make all of Game of Thrones. In a movie. A two-hour movie. This is what I'm saying with Jane Austen. You can't do it. You couldn't. You could not do it. Yeah. It would not be. I mean, maybe we've learned a few tricks in the subsequent 30 years. But. As far as, like, compacting these things. Mm -hmm. This is just like a perfect storm of awful. Like, this is not the type of movie David Lynch should be making. No. Like, David Lynch is not your traditional space epic type director like it's not what he does mm -mm. um so how do you get around that you just have s people whisper shit internally yeah the entire time because i was ready to rock with it kate <laughs> i had it up and fucking jose ferrer emperor of the universe comes out yep fucking they wheel in giant admiral akbar and like yeah, in a tank. Pull, pull him out. Yeah. Little Weird beak, eyes. Little beak face is like, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, man, Paul Atreides, we want him dead. It's like, well, Paul Atreides dead. You don't need to know, motherfucker. Like, just, Space guild. Just get it done. What? Put him on the planet and make it happen. Cool. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for all that. Yeah. It's not even as bad until like hour two when we really have to <laughs> <Sorry>. like. <laughs> hour two. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> when we really have to like start rocketing through plot. Yeah. And you get around that by just 
Y'all, you know there's ASMR, and I have looked because there's the opposite of ASMR, and I've mentioned this on the show before, where the sound of whispering actually makes me want to punch something in the face. Like, I hate it. Right. Hate it. And I made the mistake because I wanted to multitask and because I'm working like crazy and I wanted to tidy the house yesterday while watching Dune. You know what that means? It means every 15 minutes I have Kyle MacLachlan in directly in my (laughs) ear going, the spice, the spice melange, Arrakis, Dune, the spice. Kyle MacLachlan, I will (laughs) slap, don't let me catch you in these streets, Kyle MacLachlan. I will slap you in the face for shit you did 30 years ago. Like, (laughs) the spice must flow. The worm. And the other thing is just like... (laughs) It's just, like, words are just happening all the time in this movie. Mm -hmm. What's that thing? I don't know. It's just words. It's words. Just saying some shit. What's a mentat? What's a mentat, Kate? Uh, A mentat is somebody who has, like, super brain. Is that in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Is that ever really explained in the movie? I don't know, actually. I don't know. Some dude with big eyebrows sings a song, like, recites a song twice about, like, the lips are stains, and the stains is truth, and the skin is love, and some shit. I'm like, what is happening? Super brains. (laughs) Um, and then the, the, the motherfucker floats all the time. Do they talk about the, I think they're, uh, skin dancers? I think they're called? You're talking about the skin dancers? I never, okay. never comes up. Um, never mind the whole fucking, uh, the Bebop Shabazz sisterhood over there. <laughs> off to the side. Oh dear. <laughs> he is the Quizette Hatterack. He is the, he's sure, sure he is. Yeah. Um. Mob Deep. <laughs> <laughs> hand up from one deep um, which sounds like mob deep and that's all i can yeah, hear I know, it's me too all the time um, can, I be mob deep? can i be called mob deep of course you can <laughs> ain't no such things as halfway crooks all of the treaties um well there was in the past <laughs> somebody give me my mob deep dune <laughs> that's literally all i want um it's like the first half of the movie he took his time mm-hmm. i like the first, like, movement of the movie, like, up until the point where his dad dies, his dad gets killed. Yep. Um, the whole poison tooth scene thing seemed really specific, but that's from the book, I guess. It, yeah. Um, it's like, you know, cool it, dude from Quantum Leap. Like, you're just... <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're just... You're, you're getting really... It's like, the tooth! The tooth! <laughs> and then homeboy's like, laying there like, what did he say? But motherfucker, it was like, literally 35 seconds ago. Like, yeah. bite the tooth. Um... Also, he was definitely close enough for you to poison him. Yeah. You have to get closer. Um, no, he doesn't. He's right there. And then he just balloons off. To the side somewhere. Oh, the chair. Like, I love the chair. It's a chair? Is, he, is it a chair? Not a chair? Or is it just like a It just looks like he's belt. got some kind of harness and he's just oh, floating. Yeah. It's, it must be about... Well. Also, it changes. we are going... It is not for me to write the uh, queer theory treaties on that character. Ooh, yeah. No, Ooh. no, no. He was meant to be gay. Ooh. Yeah. What did he do to that white-suited boy who came in? Oh. He pulled a heart valve out, and then something happened Yeah, off-screen. Yeah. Sting looked very upset by it. Yeah. Also, Sting's gold underwear. <sighs> Lit- like, what? Sting's gold underwear. <laughs> it's just a point to really get across that this is the evil queer empire. Yeah. Uh, dude, dude, like, walks in. Got to go get Sting for something. Yeah. Um, and Sting is, like, in full tantric sex, like, the one little metal speedo on. He looks like he stepped out of how five year of the dumbbells you lift. And he's just, like, flexing and doing yoga poses and shit. It's yeah. like, that's that GIF. You didn't know. GIFs weren't a thing when you filmed that, Sting, but congratulations. I mean, hey, if I looked that good in my 20s, I probably wouldn't mind having that kicking around. Skinny and weird looking. Well, yeah, but. 
and 80s hair. But all that, the, the setting him up on the planet, despite the yada yada of like, sure, spice is a thing. Sure, okay, what is it? What does it do? It's barely, I had to go to a fucking Wikipedia about the book to even realize, what the fuck does spice even do? Aside from turning oh. you into Admiral Akbar and let you fold space. Yeah, and it gives you prescience and basically superpowers. Sure. Um, it also comes out of uh, the butts of giant worms. Does it come out of their butts? Yeah. Not explained sufficiently. Oh, I don't think it's explained. I can't remember if it's explained in the book or not. There's so many books. Like, so, so many. So many books. And they are still ongoing because Frank Herbert's son needs the bag. They're not very good. So I've heard. But all up to that point, up until, like, and the, so the other thing is, like, the planet has, you know, an indigenous people called the Fremen. Yeah. Um, And up until, like... There's a betrayal, and the Harkonnens betray the Atreides's. And the Emperor betrays And the Emperor betrays them. Um, because he was told to by the Admiral Akbar. Yep. Um, but Paul and his mom get away. Yep, Lady Jessica. With the Fremen. And it's that moment where I don't even really realize what's happening. He, he hooks up with the tribe, and he, like, wins. Yeah. He, like, wins a trial by combat type of thing. Mm-hmm. Literally, the scene plays out like this. Your name is Ursa. What's the name of that moon? Madweeb. Can I be called Madweeb? We will call you Madweeb. Can I be Paul Madweeb? We will call you Paul Madweeb. <laughs> it's literally that fucking fast. And from that point on, it is just. <laughs> we have like thirty-five bullet Hang points. Hang on to your chairs, folks. We have thirty-five bullet points of this novel to get through in the next like fifteen minutes. So we got to figure out sandworms real quick. Yep. He just steps out in the desert. Sandworms show up. He's like, "Sup, y'all?" Sandworms are like. <laughs> He can talk to the. They're not attacking. He can talk to the worms. Uh, we got to get. We got to throw the. Uh, it, it's the placenta of sandworms, apparently, as mentioned in a tossed off comment with zero attention paid to mm-hmm. in like minute four of the movie. Yeah. Comes back again at minute 117. <laughs> uh, we got to give this. Men don't drink this shit, just the women. That's how yeah. they get super bebop shabazz. Oh, it's the water of life. <laughs> with the water of life. Wow, what a, what a simple name for something. Um, but his mom is pregnant in with his sister in utero, and now his sister is like a just comes out as like a seven year old like super psychic uh, type of thing. Okay, who they just let walk into the emperor's like palace? She's just a child. Just let her walk in. It's like my brother's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. His name is Paul Madib. <laughs> um, to that, to teaching them to use the weirding way. Yep. These fucking like. From the Bene Gesserit. Is that where they got it from? That yeah. was their thing? Yeah. Again, not sufficiently. <laughs> hey, not it's, sufficiently a, it's communicated. a huge epic smash. Caitlin McKinnon is coming movie. at me with like deep book knowledge, <laughs> and I'm like, all I have is the movie. Not the best, not the best no. firmament to approach this story from. No. And yeah, and scattered throughout the whole time. It's like the future. The spice. <laughs> the emperor. What was that? The fear is the what? Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. I'm not really getting enough like siblings in there. Fear is the mind killer. You're not <laughs> hearing enough of my mouth in it because that's what that's what I get from Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin. Fear is the mind killer. Does that sound good in your ears, y'all? Are you enjoying that? <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it. I know you're not enjoying it. Two hours of this shit. Um, yeah, up until we were like, it was like, oh shit, we got another 400 pages of this novel to get through. Yeah. By like hour two. If you had made... Another one of these movies, mm-hmm. this would not be terrible. It would be an 80s movie that yeah. was like reaching too far. I mean, for they did that... put a wig on Patrick Stewart. 
That's a problem. Sorry, not on his head. He's still Patrick Stewart bald. Yeah. They like gave him a mullet weave. They gave him a skullet <laughs> weave to let you know that time had passed <laughs> since he had last seen Paul Mob Deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Mob Deep. <laughs> <laughs> I want that more than anything now. It's like all my, it's like all my interests are just threading together. <laughs> Not that this is even an interest. It's just totemic of my interests. Um, like I, I could, I don't want to talk about this movie for the next hour, but I could because there's like because the other thing is, and the other like I was familiar with it because Hodorowski's Dune is one of like the best documentaries ever made. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, which is the story of the thwarted attempt by Alejandro Hodorowski to make this with like H.R. Geiger and yeah. other people. And now you know why it got so big is because it's a huge epic fantasy that has so many layers to it and so many like different threads. Well yeah, when you pull out the storyboard, when he pulls out the, you know, diary storyboard he like had for his version, it's yeah. like six inches thick. Like yeah. it's it's huge. There was no way to do it. And I think Denny Villeneuve is only getting two movies for Oh, for is this he, version? Is he getting two movies? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you make this into a movie? The miniseries was also not great, but at least... I heard it was better. Oh, it was better. Yeah. Be- it was better, but, I mean, we I told you I started to rewatch it, and I was like, I don't I don't think I can do this. <laughs> well, I, I, I got in too deep. Sci- sci-fi money, y'all. You know, it's not going yeah. to go very far. No. Um, um, but they also made, like... I mean, there's just so much you can do with this story. Um, so... And the th- the thing about it is, like done properly at the time when they first tried to do it and this yeah. is the thing they mentioned in Hodorowsky's Dune like it would have beat Star Wars to the punch because yeah. there was no sci-fi that was the thing about Star Wars there was no sci-fi at the time and then this galactic space opera thing mm-hmm. comes out in 77 if this had come out before done well it, we could have been like an entirely different conversation around you know science fiction and pop culture like yeah. um but it wasn't and this is what we got instead. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah. It's a rough hang, yo. But then the weird, like, shield thing and just, like... I didn't hate the shield thing. Oh, yeah, I did not like it. Little that. shield suits would make them look like cube dudes. I did not like it. I didn't mind that. The it's slow so... blade pierces the shield. Goddamn. <laughs> Teach me. Gurney. Gur- that's the Gunthy? What's your name? Gurney. Gurney. Patrick Stewart? Gurney. Oh. And the, What's I, it? I was... <laughs> I'm, I can be, I can cop to ducking out, stroking the cat thing. Also, why do they have pugs? Why are there dogs everywhere? What I don't know. Like the pug is the official signet <laughs> of House Atreides. They're just all walking around with pugs all the time. Uh, that seems a little normal for. I don't know what to tell you. I don't remember pugs being in the book. There are so. I was going to say in the book. I was like, you don't remember pugs being in the film. There are so many. I pugs. also don't remember pugs being in the film. I like the weird thing is is. I've seen the film twice. I've seen the miniseries maybe twice. Um, so they like things kind of like merge together. So I'm like, wait, which was the bad version of this? And I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's 1984, Dune. Dune pugs. Oh god, he's looking up Dune pugs now because I I don't remember them. I must have blocked them out. Oh, someone has a thing. That's a pug. This is Kyle McLaughlin holding the pug. Holding the pug. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a Reddit thread. <laughs> and the caption is, the real hero of 1984's Doom was the House of Trades battle pug. <laughs> battle pug. Amazing. So, yeah. So, okay. So, like, it not, not Flash Jordan bad. Um, Flash Jordan's alive. 
Flash Jordan. Gordon. <laughs> uh, it's because I was looking at you looking at pugs. And, yeah. Another thing. What, <laughs> the next thing. Why does Duke Leto have a pug? Everybody wants to know. <laughs> why, why so many pugs? I don't know. Stop asking. And, of course, because this is the world we live in. There's a Twitter account at Dunebug. Oh God! <sighs> no, but that thing, yeah, where they where they they capture Mentat two. Yeah. He wants to make him like floaty boy. Wants to make him a uh, replacement Mentat. Yeah. It's like pet this cat for the antidote to your poison, and they bring out some like I don't, I don't rat and a cat saran wrapped together and <laughs> like a bleeping butt. What is happening? Like that was Lynch. Like I that like, was Lynch going off book. Which I mean, I'm sure in his version of the movie. Would have made perfect sense, but yeah. I'm sure they got Lynch's version of the movie and said, oh, no, <laughs> we, need, yeah. we need to make something really that right. makes coherence. Yeah. Remember to walk with that rhythm, Jordan. Oh, my God. Walk with that rhythm. Sam I, I can't. It. I'm just too. God made me funky. I just can't. <laughs> just can't, can't not well, do it. you're fucked. <laughs> Getting eaten by a sandworm unless yeah. I stop and go, mom. <laughs> but do you have the weirding way? I'm the Kaiser Soze. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> oh god what's it called uh it's called the oh no oh i'm not going to fault you for not remembering there are a million i know esoteric this. Uh, made up no, terms this, in this um oh it's no. like kaiser soze now now she can't get i can't <laughs> you've done this to me i'm sorry do, go ahead uh, no type doing superman into google and see what i get quiz at Cedric. quiz at Cedric. Not the Kaiser Soze. The Quiz at Tatarak. That'd be a cool band name. <laughs> sure, if you want your audience to immediately know where you're coming from. Huh. Um, yeah, I could literally go on another hour about this. But I mean, if you're evaluating it based on the criteria of November Crapathon, it's supposed to be like, yes, it was bad. Did the sick enjoyment you get out of it trump yeah. its badness? Yeah. The answer is no. Aww. <laughs> it did not trump the badness. But you get staying in a Speedo, a gold Speedo. Is it silver, gold? I thought it was gold. I think it was silver. Oh, okay. Um, Metallic Speedo. Diaper gets, thing. And then, like, dude just shows up. Uh, do you make it rain first? No, he makes it rain makes at it the rain end. after? Yeah. Um, <laughs> lest I forget the ending. <laughs> where they show up. Jose Ferrer is like, how dare you talk to me like this mob deep? And he's like, he's like, I got Queensbridge on lock. Yeah. And, and then Sting's like, fields of gold, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> My version of the movie is way better. Yeah, it is. Um, it's way and better. Then he, and then he hops up and Jose Ferrer is like, ah, Dios mio. <laughs> and he's like, fight each other. And they do. And uh, Kaiser Jose stabs Sting through the jaw, and I'm like, that was pretty dope. And he's like, ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. And you shook, and li- and little short girl, short bebop goes, he is the Kaiser Soze, and then credits, <laughs> and then rain, and then, sorry, and then it rains, and, and then, then ma- credits, then he makes it rain. <laughs> there we are. And you can't remember the like little microphone things that they use. You go like boobs, <laughs> <laughs> and shit explodes. <laughs> yeah. That's basically it. What an insane fucking movie. (laughs) But see, so much fun. But I mean, like, from a, like, like, Dune is one of the most important science fiction novels, like, ever written. Ever. Uh, This movie did not do anything to compel me to read it. No. Because that book is, speaking of things that are six inches thick, 
That's not that bad. Dune is not a short book, y'all. It's not short, but it's not actually that bad. It's not like that terrible, what was it, like, Shadow of the Wind or something book? Are you coming for Rothfuss? Oh, it's so bad. Yo! Deep guy, I don't even have it. <laughs> I don't have it open. Just getting up playing Toto. Oh, my God. Yo, she's coming for Rothfuss. I had no part in this. I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> Wise man's fear my ass. The book is absolutely one of the worst things I've ever read. Wow. It's terrible. I did not see that coming. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. So bad. I don't even have thoughts. I just know a lot of y'all ride for Rothfuss. So. Oh, it's all... Who are you people? It's just like this weird... What is it when... Oh, uh, they talk about it all the time and when you play D&D. It's wish fulfillment, right? It's like... Mm. Like he's a merry he's a merry stew. That's exactly what he is. He's the best at everything, and you know the savior of everything and magic and music and blah. Kozak blow, blow up her DMs. Uh, please do not. <laughs> don't, don't, also, don't please tell me you don't love this book. Don't make me play hot take. <laughs> don't make me play DM delivery person, middleman. Um, it's a terrible book. Well, at Katie Mac <laughs> on Twitter. Right. If you have hot Rothfuss takes. Amazing. That's the best pin I can think to put on, on this conversation. Uh, the punch kicks is like a four for Dune. Oh, okay. Um, <sighs> I, just, I, I mean, um, I mean, I don't think anything is going to top Flash okay, Gordon. You know, you know what? You know what? And nothing is going to top no. Flash Gordon. But I will give Flash Gordon was at least like enjoyable in its absurdity. Yeah. I can, I'm gonna, I can bump this up to like a six because it is a fun hate watch. Like if you've never seen it, yeah, it's a fun hate watch. You just, just never go. know what's going to happen next. And you won't. No, you'll have no fucking idea. You won't know what will happen next, and as you're watching it, you won't know what will be happening. And you'll realize probably much of the production staff did not know what was happening next. No. The editor definitely didn't. Um, so I had to spend money to watch that on oh, <laughs> off, no. of the, off of the iTunes store. That's available for rent, not streaming anywhere. No. Because nobody wants it. People are like, what? So am I going to pay licensing for Netflix is like, am I paying licensing for this? I think they want it to just fall into some dark hole somewhere. I wonder if Lynch is like threatens to put like transcendental meditation curses on anyone who tries to (laughs) offer Dune for streaming. (laughs) Maybe he does. Friends. Him and Alan Moore. (laughs) Quiet. Lindelof already thinks he put a curse on him. Friends, we got to put a pin here because we got to go get yelled at. But like... The best way possible. The best way. You know, Chauncey puts those puts those episodes in your ear. That's how we're going to go get yelled at. Yeah. I can't get Izakaya for a month late. I've had three birthday dinners over the course of like three months for yeah. different birthdays, and they've all been at Kinka. And I was like, what does that say about me? Is that sad? And Caitlin said, sounds like somebody who knows their mind. And I was like, I'll go with that. Yeah. You know what you like. So let's go get some fried chicken in our face, y'all. And get yelled at. And get yelled at. Friends, November Crapathon comes to a close next week with a recommendation. I'm very excited Single about topic, this. not something either of us have seen. No. But a coworker, when informed of the premise of November Crapathon, said, Have you ever seen Southland Tales? Mm-mm. And I said, No. I don't think Caitlin has either. And he broke down some of the plot of Southland Tales and some of the cast, and I said, That sounds like one of the most batshit things I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch Southland Tales. If you want to watch Southland Tales too, you can do that. Come back next week. We will recoil in horror at whatever we have seen. It's going to be a good time. It always is. Friends, on the socials at Geek Down Pod, wherever you find us, 
we'll reply. We might not be pumping out much content, but I mean, we'll reply. We'll reply. If you say, if you talk to us, we'll talk to you. Don't yell at me about Shadow of the Wind. It's terrible and you know it. Listen, you fuss freaks out there. Get at your girl. Your man has no has no horse in this race. Oh my God. He's just riding a sandworm straight on. <laughs> straight <laughs> in up the into the sunset. <laughs> uh, <sighs> also, Patrick Stewart was very nonplussed about just like, oh, we ride sandworms now? Okay, cool. I'm like, Hey, you know what? There's only so much they could show in the movie. I guess. Spent money on that wig, but you couldn't spend money on... On a shot. Five seconds to be like... <laughs> wow. Do we ride sandworms? Yeah, it's the, the mad chill. <laughs> Worms are chill now. It's cool. Okay. Cool. Can we now walk with rhythm? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I can play the average white band again. <laughs> uh... I want to make my version of Dude so <laughs> You should. I, w- I want you to. Oh, I'm writing a. I'm writing a Dune. Sting is still in it, but he's Paul Mob Deep and Patrick Stewart. His, his great tragedy is that he loves the average white band, but he can't listen to it on a rackets because it's too funky in the same Friends, this is why you listen to, uh, to minute ninety of the show every week, so you can get these jewels for you. Oh, oh god friends we adore you thank you for spending time with us every week as you do it truly means the world to us my name is jordan ferguson my name is caitlin mckinnon the theme song is by rob gasser and we hope you will join us next week the spice must flow If you want to... Oh, God, it's happening to me. (laughs) I just am really phlegmy for some reason.